so this is weird. So we used to just kind of jump in and not like really do an intro. Sure. And then we've been doing so much through Zoom where we do an intro. Now it feels weird to do it without <laughs> an intro, but it also it feels, feels weird. Intro if you want. Yeah, no. Um, I'm sure my editor will put all this shit in. Um, <laughs> but uh, welcome back, Inebriate. This is Andy, and we're recording live in person, which I feel like never happens anymore. Mm. And we're with Jake Camara. That's me. Um, author. Yeah. Who I met because I needed copies. <laughs> um, well, I'm happy to provide them. Yeah. <laughs> so we were doing uh, prep work for the Hometown Haunts and Hops, which if you follow the show, I'm sure you uh, are familiar with because we had a couple panels we put up as episodes. And I think I had a ton of printing done that day and I like yes. gave you guys some comp tickets and you were like are you still booking vendors? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, it was like a two-day-before-the-event yeah. type of situation. Um, so it was such a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to apologize because I know you're an author. Mm-hmm. I know your book's about monsters. Sure, yeah. And that was about the extent of my memory because it was just <laughs> I was so overloaded. That's about all I said. <laughs> like, you got to have different lengths of pitches depending on how much time oh, you have. Oh, my God, So, yeah. like, the quick five-second is, like, it's about monsters. Yeah. You know? Just throw it out there, but yeah, um, it is. It's a lot more in depth than that. It's uh, about many different types of monsters throughout human history. So, like, you have like a vampire in like Roman gladiator times, and then there's a, a sequence that takes place in Salem witch times about this um, quote quote deformed individual, and there's like witchcraft involved. So, all different types of styles and creatures and stuff like that, and it plays out like an anthology. Mm-hmm. And then chapter six is modern day yeah and it's about a poacher who is capturing and collecting all of the monsters from the previous stories so you you see his dungeon and you see all the cages and you see it's all of the characters that you had met as antagonists in the anthology series now they're there as just prisoners oh interesting they're trying to escape so that's the premise oh interesting yeah so kind of like i don't know if you've watched this but did you watch what if Yes, I did watch. So it kind of it. that, like all individual stories, but then it kind yes, of like comes back exactly around. with the most different possible tone of all time. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about monsters? And I, the thing that I find interesting is I listen to like a lot of podcasts, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, like I, I dig history and like medical and stuff like that. Sure, and yeah. the term monster used to be like a medical diagnosis, <laughs> which is just like yeah. so ridiculous. So is moron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just some of the stuff they used yeah. was like unbelievable. Was great, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. So what is it? What What was the appeal about monsters? Is it kind of like the misunderstood nature? I mean, or? that is a part of it. I mean, I grew up on the uh, Universal monster movies. Sure. Right. Yeah. And that was the first kind of film series where it, it's like what Marvel does now. Characters showed up in each other's movies. Mm-hmm. So like, you got Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. This is like the first crossover in film history. Yeah. Right. It was like the 40s. And then you got the house movies where you got Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman all together. And it's such a cool premise. And the posters are like awesome. There's like Frankenstein holding the Wolfman with the neck, Wolfman snarling back. It's a great premise. And then you watch that movie and they like barely interact. And the last like one minute maybe of that entire film is them like trying to strangle each other for like a little bit. And then everything explodes. And it's like, wow, I feel like you could have... You could have used this premise a little more interestingly. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, I remember specifically, um, I'm not sure if it was a Universal movie, 
but it it was Frankenstein versus Dracula, mm-hmm. or Dracula versus Frankenstein. Sure, sure. And I don't know if they ever appear in the same scene at the same time. I, I know it's highly misleading. Like they're all on the poster, yeah, right? And, 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 and the and the movie premise is yeah. so obvious based on the title. Yeah, it's about aliens. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Trying to get all the monsters. So they can, like, use them as an army against humans. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell am I watching? That is spectacular. Yeah. You know, I, I, resi- I resign as an author. That's, that's storytelling. <laughs> that's peak. I think we've reached peak. Um, but, um, yeah, no. So I basically said, like, I'm going to stop complaining about it. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And I created a story that involved every type of monster I could think of. Vampires, werewolves, creatures from mysterious lagoons. Just everything. Every- yeah. All types that I could possibly think of into one book. There's, like easy like a dozen maybe even 15 20 types of monsters in here if you really get into the nitty-gritty because there's chapters that have like things i won't spoil but all types of monsters are in this book and they're all interacting with each other at certain points and Mm -hmm. as the book goes on those interactions become more and more prevalent so um i really wanted to do something that i just i really wanted to tackle from like a character perspective and make it a little more interesting than things we've seen before if this book existed i wouldn't have written it yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have uh, written the book if I had already read something like this, but I really believe this is like the only Monster Mash book played serious to this extent and level of monsters in it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, for sure. Yeah. Hi, this is producer Fish from the editing booth. We ran into some technical difficulties and ended up losing a couple minutes of the episode. We come back to Andy and Jake discussing Andy's decision to force himself to finish watching The Walking Dead. And like zombies are like attacking the house and zombies are trying to come down the basement stairs and there is the basement windows are broken and there's water pouring in like waterfall level and the basement's filling up with water. I'm like, they don't live next to a river. It's <laughs> raining outside. And it's yep. <laughs> so it filled the basement. So much water. That's insane. And then as they're like pulling them out the window to rescue them, there's like, I don't know, a quarter of an inch of water puddle. And I'm like, you should be standing in a lake. <laughs> I was so <laughs> angry. I'm like, this is so stupid. This is like the latest season? Uh, I think it was like season 10. Jesus. 9 or 10. Okay. But it was just Cause so, so like tropey, dumb. Yeah, Negan was like, what, 7? 7, think? yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is, like, he lingers around, and the yep, whole time, like, yep. how are they going to redeem him because he kind of becomes a good guy, oh, sort of? Of course, because they got to market their guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna say mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the actor. He does become likable. Well, it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, I mean, of you course. know, like I. <laughs> but it's like if you stop and think about it at all, you're like. No, he was a horrible monster. Of course. Yeah. He's like the worst. He's like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the exact, um, I don't remember the episode, but like the exact point where I fell off was um, they were, there was a big deal about getting a bullet and they finally got a bullet, right? And she, this girl, one of them went to shoot Negan and the bat blocked the bullet on accident. 
Oh. I was like, fuck this. No way. Weirdly, that's from the comic, though. No way. Yeah. I don't know if it happens oh, that, no. that way exactly, <laughs> but there's, like, a big thing about, like, Lucille getting shot. That's insane. Yeah. Like, sometimes you need to adapt things if they're really that dumb. Yeah. No way, but, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But in, like, even oh, in man. the comic book, there's, like, a giant bullet hole, like, Hole like a huge hole through the bat, and you can Um, still swing it. Yeah, 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 but um, (laughs) yeah, the bull just stopped, just dead stop because the wood is so thick. It's um, (sighs) yeah. I mean, I swear, like part of the time, I'm like, is that an aluminum bat or wood? Like, there's just so many like Mm -hmm. not awesome things about it as it went on, and so yeah, I was uh, not into that. I I am looking forward to being done with it. Oh, I don't need to look forward. Yeah. I'm already there. My yeah, friend. but but you know, it's like, um, and so there there are bad movies that sometimes like it's uh, tough to get through, or like you need to do in a couple sessions. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, or you tend to fall asleep because they're dull. <laughs> I I will admit I have not fallen asleep during a movie. I don't know what it is about me. Like if I start watching something. I will either have to finish it or just, you know, turn it off and move on. Yeah. Do you, do you record together? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Every okay. Saturday we, uh, we all hang out. It's like three or four of us and we just, um, we go over like what we need to, like, oh, Blue Beetle's out. That was a recent thing. Oh, we got to commentate on that because we, you know, that's the last one we haven't done yet. And then, oh, my dealer's choice is Michael Clayton, which is a surprisingly not as good as it should be nominated film. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we did those two. Those are fun. Um, but, yeah. So, the Universal Monster series, we um, still continue to this day, because Renfield and Demeter just came out last voyage. And Renfield is on the channel. Renfield is the one with Nicolas Cage. Yes. I, I really enjoyed that. That was a good one. I liked it. That was it. a good one. Not at all what I was expecting, but I liked it. Oh, no, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. But, um, no, it's... And I'm... I'm a Dracula, like, traditionalist. I like him, like, terrifying, but I'll I'll take campy. It's a little fun. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then Demeter was exactly what I was looking for. Demeter. Last Voyage of the Demeter just came out. Uh, oh. But that's also universal Dracula film. So oh, it okay. counts, so quote, counts. Quote, as the series. So. so, Oh, so you must have included the Tom Cruise mummy. Of course. Because that, that was like their whole, like, <laughs> we're going to bring back the whole Yeah, it's when that universe. movie came out that we decided to do it. Because yeah. we were like, wow, this is, a, this is attempting to be a cinematic universe. And we look back at it, it's like, oh, it was. At, historically yeah and then black and white fuck it let's go for it you know? <laughs> so we uh ian and i just one co-host and i tackled all the original series and then our third co-host mud joined along and then sometimes our fourth jokeman pops in so yeah. it's, you know it gets more as it goes along but yeah re-watching all those and commentating on them is what inspired me to to write the devil's league in fact the title the devil's league was inspired by the original title for house of frankenstein was the devil's brood okay so that kind of tip to tat in that way uh, but I wrote it as a testament of this is what Universal could be doing with their characters but isn't yeah like this is the path to them actually being successful imagine if the money was mummy was good right and it made mummy at the box office imagine <laughs> if it didn't if the mummy made mummy, mummy made, yeah exactly you understand oh, M- mummy money mummy money it's yeah. what it's all about baby but um yeah imagine if like they had made like good films with their characters and then brought them together that would have been Incredible! I would have been there day one. I wouldn't have written the book. But. Yeah, and, and I mean, I feel like we live in an exciting time mm-hmm. because one, there's a lot of avenues for people to get stuff made. Mm-hmm. 
um, Netflix, Shutter, you know, all these things. Um, and it's never been, you know, you people shoot movies on iPhones and, yep. you know, doing short films that are getting, to, what was, uh, this one called like the back, back room? Yeah. Yeah. That was a viral YouTube. Yeah. Video. Which yep. that dude got like a film deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, anything that goes viral is going to go to Hollywood eventually, but whether right. or not it happens is another thing. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just, it's really interesting to see like someone like yourself who puts out a book, you know, you just, if that book gets in the right hands, then who knows where it could go. God, I hope. That would be so fun. Imagine. And that could go either way. I could either license it to any studio or I could license it to Universal and swap out, you know, a yeah. couple, couple creative changes, boom. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind either way. Obviously, and, I wouldn't mind either way. And, and it's, but it's also one of those interesting things is like once you sell it, you know, especially, no offense, where you're your new guy, yeah. you probably not have a ton of control. I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Because uh, we interviewed, this is going back, uh, this guy Ian Morris, he actually just, um, he's got a new movie coming out, um, it's about the Samoan hockey, hockey team, soccer team, mm-hmm. I guess they're like one of the worst soccer teams of all time. Yep. And um, he created the show Inbetweeners for the BBC. Hmm. Okay. And MTV tried to bring it over here. Okay. And, like, talking with him was really interesting because, you know, he's being professional, but being like, yeah, they fucked up my story. You know, like, they changed everything. <laughs> That's they, how it goes. Yeah. It's so tough. it's just one of those... It, I mean, as an author, like, if you're going to sell your property, um, it's all about what terms that you guys agree to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good... I think it's a quote from a movie, but I forget what one. It's like, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. So, oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like I see that in a lot of projects in Hollywood, especially when like authors are getting involved. So like, were I to do something like that, I mean, obviously, I they would never give me creative control. I'm not like J.K. Rowling powerful. Yeah, you know. But I would be like, okay, give me like a royalty on like everything. So if you make like a hundred of these movies, I want every single one to pay me, even if they're terrible and people hate them. Yeah, I still can look at that and be like, at least I got this out of it. Because some of those, <laughs> even the terrible ones, make a ton of money. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to be part of that. Yeah. You know? I mean, the, the what was it, the greatest negotiation mm-hmm. thing I ever heard was when Lucas is like, I'm going to keep the all the royalties for the merchandising. Yeah. Star Wars, oh my God, you yeah. Know? Like that's, that's what made him yeah. Thing. And everyone was like, yeah, fine, whatever, no one cares. No and one then, cares. Yeah. And then like, yep. oh, we get it now. Yep. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Imagine. You could yeah. never do that today. No. No one would ever sign off on that. And there, there's all sorts of like weird, um, you, you, I'm sure you've seen The Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I used to own a comic book shop and sold action figures and shit like oh, that. Cool, cool. And there was always like this, oh, there should be Fifth Element action figures. There should be Fifth Element action figures. And no one would ever make them because... You know, you don't make an action figure line unless you can make the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, as part of Gary Oldman's contract, he owns the rights to that character. <laughs> but really? he has no interest in using it in any way, shape, or form. He owns the rights to that character. To that character. That's insane. Yeah. So, so if you were to reboot Fifth Element, you couldn't use that character without his consent. Without his permission. Yeah. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Wow. But it's Gary Oldman, so like people are like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. <laughs> you get what you negotiate. I mean, yeah. I know Sam Jackson has in his contracts that every shoot he does, uh, he has to golf for like a certain number of weeks, and they pay for it. Oh, so, really? Yeah, you can write whatever you want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's, um, it's interesting because 
the hometown haunts and, and hops was like the first time we've ever dealt with contracts mm. you know of any kind of and they were pretty straightforward they all right were, i'll make mine a lot more vigorous <laughs> when it comes to your next event that's all right you're gonna print them out anyway so i get a double read <laughs> damn it um but no and it's just interesting like kind of this whole negotiation thing and it, it it's there's a definite back and forth and and there's you know being the promoter there's that point where you're just like no i'm not doing that right and oh, yeah. Like, my concern was that doing that was going to upset them. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Well, it's interesting, because from your perspective, you're the you're the venue guy. So you're the one who takes in all these creative people and tries to keep them organized to some extent on the same place at the same time, doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and just make sure everybody involved is relatively happy. Yes. Like, that sounds way more challenging <laughs> than writing a book, man. That's insane. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, because like, people ask me, they're like, oh, how'd it go? And I'm like, well, no one got hurt. And they're like, that's a weird way to start. And I'm like, well, when you start getting crowds in the hundreds, yeah. that's a real risk. That's a standard. Yeah. You there know? you go. And then you're like, no one got hurt. Everyone seemed to have a good time, and then yep. I worked on my way, you know, worked my way down. It couldn't have got better. Yeah, um, it can always go better. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But the, in there, it it was, yeah, it, it's negotiating the contract. It is the thing I learned is just not personal. Huh? Like I'm telling this person no to something they want, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They were like, okay, yeah. It was just like, oh, this is what it is. You're not mad. <laughs> and then there's other people who. I'll explain more off the air, who, let's say, aren't as important as the celebrity guests are flying in, that, uh, like, yeah. are so demanding and want things. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not going to happen. You're out of your mind. Oh, it, my God. And it's, it's, it, it almost feels like the less famous someone is, the more expectant they are. And I'm sure that that flips somewhere. Because it has it's to gotta, go somewhere. It's gotta. But you know, in my the small group of people that I've worked with, the the bigger name they are, the more chill they are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it seems. I mean, there were two or three relatively big names at your recent event that I went to, and you know, at the end of the event, before I packed up, I uh, I was like, I'll just walk around, say hi, and. Freaking, these people were so chill. Yeah. Like the, the girl from Scream. Leonora. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Yeah. She's fantastic. She, she was fun. And then, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. I think it was like Michael or something. Matthew. Matthew. That's yeah, Matthew was. Taylor. Yeah. Dude, he's so funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't expect they that. They were from... so nice. And like, I drove them to the airport on Sunday. Um, I managed to not have a hangover. Nice. Yes. Me. Um, <laughs> Proud. I'm very happy. <laughs> I woke up on time and everything. Nice. Um, and they were just so nice and so pleasant and... Then there are other people where you're just like, bro, why? <laughs> you could not show up, and I would have been totally okay with this. <laughs> um, yes, it's 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 uh, difficult. But uh, how was the experience for you? Like, did, oh, and was this the like when did your book come out in relationship? To um, October first. I wanted to go as the holiday Halloween season yeah. went on, and um, so it only been out not even a month at that. Not time. even. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah. And um, that was the first big event physically I did for. I did a few podcasts, did a few appearances, but like that was the first physical event that I did for that book. And um, yeah, it was awesome because I got there and I saw a bunch of people like me. I saw uh, my fellow authors. It's really funny because I run uh, the local print shop, as you know. Yes. And so there was. 
<laughs> some authors where I walked up and I was like, hey, I know your book. Um, she's like, have you read it? I'm like, oh, no, but uh, I printed it. Was it Julie? Signs. Julie, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I print all your stuff. I did this sign. Yeah. She's like, wow, cool. So <laughs> we exchanged numbers that way. It was really cool. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's great. Yeah. She's so funny. Um, th- there's just such a, uh, a cool... When I moved to Plymouth, mm-hmm. like I started getting involved in the art community, and then the music community, and then the stand-up comic community, and like so, like I have all my you know like fingers in all these different like creative pots, and there's just so many like amazingly skilled creative people in the area, and they're they're awesome. <laughs> I just lo- you know I. Is some some days I get really frustrated by my job, but that's what makes it a job. But yeah, exactly. it's just like, you know, I get to hang out and, and, and talk about books and, and movies and stuff with yeah. people. And like, <laughs> we do that recreationally. We don't even get paid. Yeah, yeah. We, we do and we don't. We get our YouTube channel is monetized, but it makes so little a year. It doesn't even qualify as a business. That's still pretty. That I mean, that's your. I mean. We put the podcast up on YouTube, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's not really the platform for it. Right. We just kind of put it there. Well, um, you do what, like sponsors and stuff, or just... just um, so we do get the occasional sponsor. Um, our podcast is more a labor of love than anything else. The events, yeah. is, you know, I know keeps feeling. us in business. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but get monetized, that's quite an accomplishment on YouTube. Thank you. Um, it's... 4,000 hours a month and 1,000 subscribers and that's it. And if you hit that benchmark, even if you go below that benchmark, which on occasion we have, you yeah. still maintain seniority. Oh, nice. nice. We just hit it once. Yeah. And it, it's, we, like I said, our inebriart one, like we have so many ideas for stuff, but it's just a matter of like, it. it's not what we, the content we create doesn't make us enough money to sustain our lives. Right. No, I so we it. can't commit more to doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes like this balancing act. And we have so many ideas of, of content we want to create. And there's some video stuff up on the Inebriart Art channel, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. And um, some of it was like a COVID project. Sure. Um, there was a, a D&D cookbook that dropped uh, just, or I found out at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> so we were filming all the recipes. Mm-hmm. Just because it's COVID report. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and um, there's one that's filmed that's been sitting on my computer probably for like over a year, just oh, like, okay. and yeah. d- just don't have the time. So I think we have like six or eight episodes. But it was more just me messing around, learning green screen, and, right. you know. Um, but that's kind of that fun part of it. Like, I kind of, it, it, it's, you can do it as much or as little as you want. Um, Oh, so that's I lost my train of thought. So we put the podcast up, and we had one particular episode get like twenty thousand downloads. Hell yeah! In four or five months. Oh wow! Would you have like a special special guest or something? Um, it was it had been up for a year at that mm, point. Okay. And <laughs> once it started going crazy, I uh, texted my producer and was like, "Did she get arrested? Did she get cast in a Marvel movie? Like, what is going on?" <laughs> it's one of the two. And well, she mentions a movie that she just finished shooting in the podcast. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Just kind of went on with the rest of it. And it is, as far as I know, it's the latest movie by the guy that did um, Human Centipede. Oh. And yeah. it is controversial to say the least. Mm. And 
he like right around November that year he started this like I'm being blackballed um, mm. you know um, they won't put out my work for this that and the other reason and yep. then it's like you watch the trailer and you're like that's not why they're not putting this <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like this is a fucked up movie yeah yep. um, and it had gotten released in Thailand okay and so, like, a huge chunk of those downloads were, like, from the Thailand area. Right. A lot of it was just because he was controversial at the time. And, like, we saw our subscribers shoot up by, like, I don't know, 50, 60 in the hour. Wow. And it was just, like, this, like, it became, like, every morning you'd wake up and be like, how many more do we have? Yes, <laughs> you know, it's really, really exciting. I know the feeling. So, we, one of our series that we commentated on was the Wachowski movies. All oh, sure, yeah. directed yeah. movies. And, you know, they did the same numbers that any other series does, except... Speed Racer, um, that popped off for I us. I forgot that was that was them. Yeah, yeah, that was them. That popped off um, because for whatever reason, when you search up Speed Racer race scene or Speed Racer car race, whatever, any of those terms yeah. in the search bar, we have excellent SEO for that video. So we pop up as recommended yeah. as our commentary in which we gave it a negative review. <laughs> so, so we constantly, it's still to this day, it's got like 80,000 views, man. We have we have all types of new people seeing the channel going like, these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. These guys suck. <laughs> like we get them fucking daily. Yeah. So of all the videos to pop off, it was, of course, that video, which only shows up for people that already like that movie. Right. Of us saying they don't like the movie. That's funny. So, yeah. but hey. Hey, that was one of the reasons that we um, finally got monetized because we got enough traction off that. Um, and there was one day, and like you were talking about, with like, oh, I'm, how much today? Because we're popping off. It's a few years ago. Speed Racer trended. Yeah. And our metrics just shot up. <laughs> and it was all that one video because it kept popping up because everyone was searching Speed Racer. Right. And I was like, holy shit, we got like what ten thousand views in a couple weeks. We'd never do that. That's insane. So, or less even. I forget. It was it was such a fun time. But our sub count just kept growing and growing and growing. And now it's obviously back to how it was. Now we're all just, like, big vibing again. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's good to know that, like, if that or Abbott and Costello, those movies, if they trend for whatever reason, we got ones that hit the SEO on that. I don't know why. Yeah. Universal Monster movies. But right, those right. specific ones get thousands. I don't know. No idea why. But, um... You know, good to know that if any of those ones that, like, gain a little bit of traction, if that subject ever trends... Yeah. We're back, baby. <laughs> we're in there. It's funny, like, and that's, that's part of, like, we have, I think, 370-ish episodes of this podcast, mm -hmm. somewhere in that, and is that right? Something like that. I don't remember. Well, honored <laughs> to be the 371st. Um, I don't <laughs> quote me exactly on this. I'm rounding. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's those times where it's just like, you put one up and you'll be like, that's so weird that that one did extremely well, you mm -hmm. know? And, and then um, I remember the first one, looking back at it now, you're like, I mean, it did well for us at the time. Yeah. Um, and it was this local artist, um, hasn't done a ton. It, like, we were so starting off, we started with, like, friends and friends of friends and mm -hmm. then, you know, acquaintances. This was just kind of a vague acquaintance that, you know, she's an artist, but not a lot of credits to her name, <laughs> very local, and got, like, three times the normal downloads that we would get and, like, from all over, like, from Saudi Arabia and, like, mm -hmm. all these places and we're like why her <laughs> you know then you're like 
does her last name mean something in another like there's mm-hmm. there's just so many like weird you can never tell um we did an old colony cast episode about whitey bulger mm-hmm. that does really well on youtube sure yeah um and we interviewed uh did you ever go to king richard's fair oh yeah do you know jacques the jacques the whip air the whip guy yeah. yes i do um so we had interviewed him and right as he was like starting his whole tiktok thing because mm-hmm. he's huge on tiktok sure and um seems well suited to that yeah. yeah and so like that episode did exceptionally well you know <laughs> so it, it's just you, it, it's almost like this scattershot you put out a bunch of content mm-hmm. and then just hope yeah that one of these up-and-coming bands that's or, exactly it you know? that's exactly it or like one of these movies starts trending one day yeah and that pops off and that brings in more people is there a movie that you guys watch that you're like this one's gonna be huge and that just never um we never go into the expectation of like this is gonna be amazing um because we want to temper ourselves because you, know, you mean even the the movie itself like you oh. thought like this is gonna be a like a, oh you mean like yeah. going to watch it yeah, yeah. um hmm honestly this that's a high number Mar- <laughs> marvel's movies as of late you know i yeah. keep expecting them to be like the next billion dollar but you know they're and for many reasons they're on the downward trend in terms of box office they'll make that back immediately as soon as you know any years pass they'll oh, go yeah. back to where they were but like i don't know like ant-man the lost quantum mania tanked marvels is the worst uh grossing of them so i haven't seen that one yet of course you haven't no one yeah has. which is which is weird because it's the i think it's the only marvel movie i haven't seen in the theater well i can tell based yeah. on the box office yeah. But, <laughs> yeah uh no i i did see i see them all opening night Actually, it's funny. Uh, when we were scheduling this podcast, I said Thursdays are my day off. Yeah. Uh, that's because I get Thursday night premieres to new movies when they release. I have my work schedule slated off for that. Oh, cool. So that I can go see everything uh, the night before. What's uh, what's coming out? Uh, the next thing that we have tickets to, I think, is Aquaman too. Okay. That's. The Do you next. guys get comp tickets? Uh, I have a list. So it's like Netflix for AMC. You pay yeah. like 20-something bucks a month, and you get three movies a week for free. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll yeah. never see more than three movies a week. That's a lot, theater. yeah. <laughs> so it's a great service. Um, if you see two movies a month, it already is worth it Yeah. versus paying for two tickets. So that's definitely my thing. But we just saw Godzilla Minus One. That was a great movie. Yeah. That was so fun. I haven't seen that yet. My buddy will... And that has been one of those things that I'm realizing as our business grows we run a lot of evening events mm-hmm. so people are like oh you want to go see this movie I'm like yes I don't know when yeah. <laughs> it was 1130 on Tuesday yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> you up for a matinee and like, yeah, exactly. no I have a real job <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah but yeah I can imagine your line of work is uh, predominantly like post 7pm yeah um, like tonight our event ends at 8 and I'll be home by 9, 9.30. I'll be like, ooh, early night. <laughs> <laughs> I get to watch TV, go to bed. Yeah. It's nice. I'll, I'll come home and work on the computer, let's be honest. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, that's the grind. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you... Is the is this like Jake's goal, like to create content? and Or did it just kind of happen that way? And um, like... I've always been some type of storyteller. I've yeah. always liked to do that stuff. I pursued film for a little bit, but... Um, I actually got accepted to Cannes Film Festival, my uh, short film, Beard, won uh, entry, and then COVID hit. That was in 2020, and when they came back in 2021, they have strict rules about, like, no film from the previous year may go in, even during COVID. Oh. So I didn't get to know. Yeah, 
that sucks. That's terrible, man. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, I don't know. I still got my passport. I'm going to use it next yeah. year because the eclipse is in April of uh, 2024. It's in Mexico. Okay. And it's uh, a total solar eclipse. It's like one of the biggest since like the 2017 eclipse. And I wrote the book, The Modern Day Sequences Build Up To and Take Place During That Eclipse. Oh, that's and cool. It's thematic because when all of the eclipse aligns, that's when all of the monsters align in the same place at the same time. So it's like thematically relevant. So I'm going to go there yeah. and just enjoy the eclipse that I fictionally wrote about. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, obviously, did you like, did you know about that eclipse and then work it into the story? Or yeah. are you like, I want a specific eclipse? Uh, yeah, I knew about it. I Because um, it took me like a year and a half to write the book and I finished it. Right around a year before that eclipse is due, which is now due in like four or five months. Yeah. Um, but I had always baked it in as part of the story. I wanted some significant astrological event to occur. Mm -hmm. um, and that just, I don't know, thematically made the most sense for the book. Yeah. What I was trying to do. And um, that's why the, the Australian who grew up in Massachusetts is currently living in Mexico with his father's mansion and its money. Um, there's a lot of layers. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's a worldly man. He travels around the world, captures a monster, comes back. It's his whole deal. Yeah. But um, very international. But he ends up there, and that's where that's where it's, it's, the shit just breaks loose. Like, there's there's just... I don't want to spoil too much stuff, but there's some wild stuff that happens in that book. Yeah. But um, I'm very proud of it. So, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And... Um, so it's been out now... About a month. Two, two, two months? months? Two yeah, months. it's December. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> overall, like, are you pleased with how things... Have you, are you starting to get, like, responses back on yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting uh, reviews here and there. I sent out my copy um, to a few online reviewers, and, you know, a few of them got back to me. A few of them haven't uh, received the book yet, and a few have received it, but I haven't heard anything. So, you know, it is what it is. It's part of the grind. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, I uh, did that. It's it took a surprising amount of money to like kickstart my first book. I think my second book, if I write one, will not be this expensive. But based on the sales and based on my comp rate per book, because I'm not obviously I have to. If a book costs twenty dollars, I make like three bucks off. I was gonna say retail. Yeah. So you know it is what it is because you have to pay the shippers, the printers, and the retailer like Amazon or Barnes yeah. Noble. So I make a little bit of that. But um, looking at it now, I'm more or less broken even oh that's investment. cool yeah which means in I two months that's pretty good yeah, yeah in a few months I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost there like about 100 bucks away yeah so you know I can look at it as a worthy investment I mean I would have done it anyway if yeah. I sold no copies I'm proud that I did it but um, it's just nice to see that like hey you know from here it's only going to sell more it's not going to sell less right so yeah I'll just uh, it could be one of those like um, there's a a dude I, I follow on TikTok and he's a TV writer Mm. And he'll open his residual checks on, on and fifty bucks. <laughs> some of them like two dollars and seventy three cents. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's straight like, up. He wrote, wrote one episode of something that aired like three times. And he, you know, <laughs> and it's it it is. I think two dollars. Jesus Christ! It it's it is what know, it is. You know, it, it, yeah. and it's one of those things that I think like, and I'm realizing that more as my business grows and it's a creative business and we're always trying to like come up with creative ideas and new things to do and mm -hmm. it's really not I think people have a misconception about like oh you know podcasters YouTubers 
they make their show and then YouTube pays them. It's like, yes, but then they get sponsorships and merch. And yeah, they, that's where they the go. real money is. The merch is like, you see, um, uh, um, I don't know if you, uh, have you heard of Critical Role? Yeah. Every week, here's a new piece of merch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's where they're making that's their money, you know? That's why they can keep doing Critical Role as a job. Yeah. Not recreationally. You know? <laughs> and it, it, sometimes I'm like, oh, I mean, we have merch, but I never push it. And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't, I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then my my kid texts me. They're like, "Hey, I just saw an Inebriot shirt out in the wild." And I'm like, "Oh, was he like a super like handsome guy?" And they're like, "No, he kind of looked like a crack addict." I'm like, "Awesome, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing." Yeah, um, yeah. So it, and it's you know it's from doing like live shows and mm-hmm. you know there there's just the the best way to be in business I think is have diverse revenue streams. Because yep. if one of them dries up, mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, you may be getting fifty, hundred bucks from your book, but over the course of a lifetime, yeah, it adds up exactly. And you know, if my book reaches enough people where that justifies that, I'm a hundred percent making the most merchandise ever. <laughs> I literally work in marketing; that's my whole thing. Yeah. So, I would. Did love you to do that. make any merch yet? No, not no. for the not for the book because I don't I don't feel like the audience is uh, is there yet? enough. Yeah. yeah. It's getting there, hopefully, but it's um it's happening currently. We'll see what happens. Is there a sequel in the future or <sighs> man, here's the thing. Um I'm not stupid. If it sells a million copies, I'll write a hundred Devil's League. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I definitely have a story um inclinations. I know exactly what I would do with the sequel. I know the exact path I would take. Yeah. And I wrote that book to be relatively conclusive Mm -hmm. so like if nothing else happens from that point you can just enjoy it as its own book but there are little teeny little threads that are there that if you look close enough you're like oh this could lead to something insane i baked those in on purpose to know exactly what i would want to do to to branch off yeah Yeah. but um i don't know i'm kind of weighing the cost benefit because it took a year and a half of like my life like of the free time in that year and a half yeah and do i want to spend that again for a similar result, I don't know. And plus, a sequel, it would only appeal to people that have already read the read, first right. one. Right. Yeah. So would that not be as beneficial as just writing a new book? Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah, and you know, and that's. I am, a firm believer in there's two types of stories. One where you came up with an idea and you wrote it down and it has an end. Mm-hmm. And the other is you like world build and be like there's lots of stories in this world yeah but they don't necessarily follow that character Mm -hmm. and when you try to switch those two things around it never works i mean like i mean it's not too much to ask for both you know (laughs) we've all seen the matrix sequel we we, (laughs) but i mean we've all seen you know film series where it's like backwards compatibility so like the matrix the first one is a standalone tale but can also have sequels you know yeah, can it? <laughs> it, it, could, it could have had a good sequel. I maintain that. I, I think. I think the the newest one, which I can't even remember what the hell it was called. The fourth one. Yeah, uh, Resurrections was the best of the sequels. It is the best of the sequels by far. Because yes. I'm like, this is such a good idea. <laughs> it is. It's better than two and three oh, combined. Two, two and three were terrible. Two and three were the worst. Dude. But even like with the Star Wars um, TV shows, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. Disney Plus shows. Um, I find the ones that are far better are the ones that take place in the world of Star Wars 
that don't involve the main characters of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Because you have more to play with, it's less like, ugh, you know, like, I don't know. Although, I will say the original trilogy is a great example of New Hope stands on its own, but Empire and Jedi are both awesome, too, and carry on that that journey. Um, Yeah, I mean, but even in the beginning, George Lucas is like, this is three three movies. Like, Mm -hmm. there was a, those are, yes, they're standalone movies, but they're, um, acts of a right of a larger story yeah um he was a little full of shit when he's like i have nine movies all written and then you watch (laughs) the other ones and you're like no you didn't no you didn't you You might have had ideas oh yeah we all have ideas yeah sure but uh but yeah yeah. no after um i think it's so funny people are like oh give give star wars back to lucas it's like you saw the prequels right you know that's that's gonna be worse than whatever disney is gonna be oh you have touched my heart (laughs) so much because I don't mean that. Like, how old are you? Like, 26. 26? Seven. I just turned 26. I find most people your age shit all over the newest, whatever we want to call that. They're fine. <laughs> They're okay. Okay. And love the prequels. I don't get that. And I'm like, the prequels that. are garbage. They're terrible. And I think it's like that nostalgia, like, I grew up on them yeah, kind of thing. I'm I think like, that's exactly it. Dude, episode two is so long, and oh, so man. the love story's ham-fisted. Two is the worst it, Star Wars movie. <laughs> of all time. Of all time. Except the Clone Wars film, if that counts, because it's a film. That was yeah. terrible. But, no, Attack of the Clones is the worst one. At least, like, Phantom Menace and the third one, you get those amazing lightsaber fights. Yeah. But there's just nothing in two. Like, Anakin T-poses during the lightsaber fight and gets his arms cut off, deservedly. Yeah. Like, who does that? <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my God. Um, and, the, and the thing that drove me crazy about the second one is they spend so much time talking... This is a normal thing, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I had a huge Star Wars, I believe, the same conversation... With the dude who voiced Invader Zim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> although I think he was pro prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second movie, uh, they spend so much time talking about Sifo-Dyas, mm-hmm. who never appears. They never explain who he is. I don't remember who that is, and I love he, that He's one. the person who like ordered the clone army. Who cares? They talk about him constantly in that movie, and he means nothing. They don't ever come back and talk about him. Like I, I thought I was big into Star Wars. It, I don't even know that name. Because it, it, it drove me crazy. That's insane. There's like a couple of movies that like make me angry, and that is like one. Because I'm like, <laughs> why are we talking about this guy? He means nothing. Oh my god, yeah. dude. No, Clones is the worst. Yeah, it's so bad. Mm. I love that. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> Everyone, go out and buy Jake's book because he hates the prequels. <laughs> yes, that's, that's not relevant or why. But no, yes, but I feel please. like it makes you a wise person in and what makes a good story. Well, thank. I like to think so. Yes. But thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, um, it's called The Devil's League. It's out now wherever books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Some dude on the street with a trench coat who's selling drugs. He's got my book. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere you want to buy a book, it's there. It's um, tinyurl.com slash tdljc is the Amazon link. Okay. If that, I made it really easy because I just want to be able to like hand it to people. Speaking of, I actually have. Your card has like a QR code on it. My card has a QR code and the logo, which of course is an Yes, Instagram. I have that on my desk. Oh, good. Wonderful. Because I went to like email you and mm-hmm. I scanned that and I'm like, 
shit, this email's not on this, this at all. <laughs> no, I gotta make this as card yeah. contact information. A different set of type of people to hand that out. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, but thanks for uh, stopping in on your day off. Of course. And, um, wow, that seems super fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure we'll have uh, some uh, more print work to be done. You better. What the hell? This yeah. is all just marketing for me. My yeah. staple store. <laughs> I just want more business, man. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're printing up anything anytime soon. Oh, to be yeah. honest, I mean, we, we um, I say that now. That's all right. But, we're uh, we're overloaded. It's Christmas right now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Steer clear <sighs> until January. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's such a weird time for us because everyone's like, "Oh, it must be slow for you." I'm like, "Not really," because nope. like we have Christmas parties and this is the time that events would be a big deal. Yeah, and like people are like, "Oh, you know, we need to catch up." It's around the holidays, so they want to go out and do stuff. Hell no. How about yeah. January when nothing's happening? Uh, <laughs> even January is, is pretty busy for us because there's less going on mm-hmm. and people like our slow time is like uh, Ju- late July, August, and September because people don't want to go inside to like a comedy show or a paint night. Right? Like I want to go to the beach or mm-hmm. like do a cookout or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and then September like back to school always. Oh yeah, people up. it's the worst. So, yeah. But, um, Tiny URL, uh, what's the name of your YouTube show? It's okay. called Hot Quality Content. That is the channel, youtube.com slash hot quality content. It is a super fun time. We upload weekly if we can. That's it's usually that's, weekly. That's a commitment. It like, is. Trust we try. Me. Yeah. We try. Um, there's a reason why I'm like, can you come in this week? Because <laughs> <laughs> my editor's like, we have nothing in the can. I'm like, shit. I'm your guy. Don't even yeah. worry about it. No, I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, listeners, go check it out. Devil's League. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, no worries, man. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.